Shannon Johnson and Dan Blanc are just two guys who love the fencing industry and are here to help you grow your company and find solutions to your business challenges. You're listening to My Fence Life. Powered by Southwest Automated Security. So buckle up and hold on tight as they take you on this ride called My Fence Life. What is up, everybody? Let's go round two right here. Hey, guys, the date is 7-27-2022. I don't mind a little practice. It's Wednesday. The time is 6.58 Central Daylight Time, and I got all the faith in the world in my buddy over here, Dan Blount. Hey, guys, we're coming to you live from the Southwest Automated Security Studio with 19 locations across the United States. That's three more than 16 that I said the last time. They're growing. Ten minutes later, and they're growing. You're sure to find one in your neighborhood. So visit southwestautomated.com and let's hook it up. Hey, guys, my name is Cannon Johnson. I'm with Jackson Fence Company. I'm in Medina, Tennessee. This is my good old buddy, your pal, Dan Blanc. He's down there in the swampy butt region of America, Mandeville, Louisiana, and they call him the Fence King. And this is our show. This is My Fence Life Live. Everybody here, everybody here, let's get into it. Get stoned, come on, get started, come on, get started, get started, let's get it started. Let's get it started. Yeah. Hey, um, so Dan, listen, man, I have had a phenomenal day, and I got all the faith in the world in you. I just want you to know that, bro. You found these roadcasters for us, so that means you're the you're the you're the guy behind this. So I, I got all the faith in the world. You'll get this figured out one of these weeks. Uh, but until then, I'm right here with you, bro. I'm gonna keep the I'm gonna keep it moving. Keep the dead space filled up with some kind of sound and some kind of noise. Um, but I want to tell you kind of a little bit about my day, my week. It's been a it's been a firecracker of a day. It's been a it's been a a, a crap show of a week. Two weeks running now. I mean, I'm like, damn, you can't make the stuff up that we're going through. Dan and I have been out in the field putting up fences, fixing gate operators, doing all kind of stuff. I don't even run the company no more. I just do whatever has to happen. That's every single day. I have no idea what's going on other than hey, I'm here. I got to wear my pants and my boots, and I got to keep myself available for the next problem. We got people on vacation. We got people that have COVID. We got people that's sick otherwise, people having babies. I got the same thing going on. And you sound great, bro. Dang, that was the best I've heard you in the last 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I think I figured it out. Hell yeah, Uh, you did. You sound freaking better than I do. Thank you. Thank you. Write down whatever you did, man. Like, <laughs> go ahead. Don't, don't talk. Just just get busy. Crap. My mic, Gee whiz. You know, go, man. But so, it messed, this whole thing messed me up. <laughs> so when you said you were from Medina, Tennessee, where are you from again? Oh, my goodness. Medina, Tennessee. <laughs> we literally started the whole show over for that. No, that's not why. It wasn't even like uh, Cotton Eye Joe. That's you're at least done Cotton Eye Joe. You know, I'll have that. I'll have that. Name. Gee whiz, bro. That, what was that? That was sorry. <laughs> so let me tell you what's going on here, man. Um, first of all, um, I talked to Tony Thornton this morning. Yeah, that was pretty awesome, huh? Man, listen, it's hard to have a bad day when you're talking when you're on the phone with the with the. He's like the Richard Petty. This stuff, guys, I want you to know, this stuff just comes up to me. I don't even plan what I what I say. I'm like, damn, did I just say that? Tony Thornton, Mark, somebody write this down. Tony Thornton is like the Richard Petty of fence. Can we put that somewhere in a book? 
the Richard Maybe Petty offense. Tony Stewart offense, huh? Tony Stewart. Now that Tony Stewart is a want to be Richard Petty. You have to understand <laughs> that first. So listen, I'm out here. Let me tell you what happened. I got a lead yesterday. I got a lead yesterday that there's a gate operator that that's messed up. Okay. The gate operator happens to be 3.2 miles from our shop, and the gate operator happens to be the operator that controls the gate to the best turkey hunting lease in Madison County, Tennessee. Okay? Nice. So the gate that controls all of these turkey is messed up. And I, 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 a little birdie jumps in my ear and tells me about it. So I call the lady up, and I say, hey, Miss, Miss Kimberly, hey, it's Cannon. I'll give this little story. I'm like, hey, uh, drove by your house. I saw the gate was open. That's not normal. What's going on? Is it, is it, is it messed up? Something going on? Well, it is messed up. It is messed up. Um, so anyways, I pulled a fib, told her I saw it. Uh, later told her, hey, I didn't really see it. Somebody told me, but I really want to get back out there and kill some turkeys. So that's what's going on. And uh, she's like, so can you fix my gate? I said, I don't know. I'm sure I can. Um, what, if, what about this? What if I just come by there in the morning? Take a look at it. I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm getting into, right? So I pull up. It's a Door King. Um, it's a Door King. Older Door King system. Yeah, it's a 4,400, 6,500, whatever, whatever, whatever. So um, we open this We open this box up, start looking at it. Um, I notice a few things. I notice the limit switches are messed up, and it's opening way too far. So we try to get that all fixed out. But anyways, I'm like, dude, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I'm looking at this little, we took the box off, we set it here, and all I can see is this DKS. And I'm like, you know what? Here, Tony Thornton has a pretty substantial history with Door King S. Right, so right. I didn't even call him. I'll tell you what I did. I took a picture of the board, and I sent it to him. Seconds later, bro, seconds, he was on the phone. <laughs> I said, man, I said, man, what's going on? And I said, listen, Tony, I got a problem. I'm trying to figure this out. And I don't even know what I'm doing, but I told the lady I can figure this out. So I need you to help me figure this out. And I said, I, I don't want to waste a lot of your time. Um, he said, man, listen, I'm on the back porch drinking a cup of coffee. Like I've not even brushed my hair. And I said, oh, I don't feel so bad. I said, well, let me tell you the situation here, Tony. I like the turkey hunting. I hear you like the turkey hunting too. And we got a gate that's, that's, that's toe up. In Tennessee, we say toe up, like your toes up. You see what I'm saying? Toe up. <laughs> and I got a feeling if we're able to get this thing fixed, and I know we can, we'll use, <laughs> we can use your brain, Tony, and my fingers. We'll figure this thing out. All right. But I got a feeling if we can get this thing fixed, I can see you and I both walking through this gate one of these days, both of us holding a turkey. I said, Are you in? He said, I'm in. And so we went to FaceTime. And bro, we got this thing figured out. The exit wand. The exit wand is bad on this system. Uh, we got another one coming. We're going to get this thing hooked up. And me and Tony Thornton, we're going to kill us a bird behind this gate. That's what's going to happen. So that's how I started my day. So Tony, listen, if you're, if you're on, if you're on here, if you're not on here, somebody text Tony Thornton and say, man, Cannon is talking some mad stuff about you. Uh, we don't know, know if it's true or not. We don't trust the guy. Let him know. Uh, let him know he's on the, uh, he's on the agenda tonight. And Dan, the second thing I want to tell you is going on at Jackson Fence Company. We have enrolled and, and, and began the process of setting up light speed inventory control. And the reason I feel like I need to tell you guys that is because just a few weeks ago, Joshua Glover and Sean or uh, Zach Payton was on here 
talking about inventory control and light speed got brought up multiple times. And so I've put mm-hmm. Sheena, uh, Sheena McCord, uh, she's our office manager. I put her in, in charge of setting up light speed. So I have no idea what it is, how to log in, if it's a computer, if it's a program, it's an iPad. I don't even know. You just know you're tracking inventory. We finna had light speed up in here, man. The, the process started today. They had a uh, like a like a four hour freaking Zoom call with light speed, and um, so yeah, everything's good. Um, hey, Nan, uh, Sean King is wanting to jump on. Uh, do you have anything you want to talk about real fast? If not, yeah, man, I know we got to do our breaking news and stuff, and uh, but the breaking news is just supposed to happen spontaneously. Remember that? <laughs> Call Sean King, damn it! All right, Let's see what he's got going on. I hope he doesn't sound like he sounded on uh, Dan Wheels' podcast today when I call him. What does that mean? He sounded awful. You got a lot of room to talk about sounding awful. Listen to you. What's up, Sean King? What's up? What's up, bro? I was just driving back from training today. Dan's mic wasn't working. I figured I'd fill it be Dan in the meantime. Yeah, well, the phone Mike's goes through my out. the phone goes through my roadcast. Yeah, <laughs> so I kept weird. hanging up on you. It's a messed up deal. <laughs> no, I don't. Are you guys doing great? I'm trying to piss me help. I'm on the road. We drove two hours this morning to the job site, and now we're driving two hours back. Yesterday we drove three hours to the job site. Three hours back. So road time. You drove three right. hours to a job site. We drove three hours north to a training mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta. And then I uh, drove back last night, got home at 10 p.m. And then this morning we left at 5, drove two hours at the job site in uh, almost Savannah, Georgia. Did the training shadow box fence today and uh, heading, heading back. Wow. Getting home at 9. Getting it. So Getting I, it. I, I got a question, Sean. And tell yeah. me, tell me, tell me, tell me this is going on. Tell me you have a little map somewhere. Do you remember the maps? Uh, like like the 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 old. I don't know. Go back to the eighties, and the, they'd have these little maps. The United States with the little stickers, right? Well, Tell you know me what they got now though. These these RVs. Yeah, they the got, RV stickers. That's what they it got. Is. A thing in the United States. It's a sticker or something. That goes yeah. on the back. And every time every time they uh, go through a, a state, they put the state on there. Well, so when you're driving, you'll be like, oh, man, that dude's been to all them states. <laughs> but Sean King, he does that for every time he builds a fence. He builds a fence in Hawaii. He builds a fence in... <laughs> what, what's on your bucket list? What states are left, Sean? Do you know? We did do that. We have the uh, Google map. We did all the pins and all the fences we built. You can do that. Yeah, we got that on our uh, site. Well, what states what's, what states are missing? Uh, what's the, oh, I know what I got to do is turn this off my phone. Okay, hang on, guys. My bad. I'm listening. I got two people talking today. He's on the damn Blanc, the damn damn yeah. Blanc wagon over here. I got you. Well, the problem was I had you playing on Facebook on the. On oh the phone. yeah, you can't do that. Plus, I got you. You can't and do I'm, that. I'm trying to answer questions you've already asked. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Forty five seconds later, he's like, "Uh, hey man." <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, so the question, Sean, is this: What states have you not built fence in at this point? Ah, uh, I would suspect it's a short list. Alaska? I, I don't know what's up my head. I have not done Alaska. I have done Australia. Wow. But not Alaska. Canada. Well, that, that's not a state, Dan. Stop saying that. That's a big state. <laughs> it's just Canada. Uh, we're going to be in Canada in a few weeks. That's going to happen. It's on the list. We're going there. Y'all going, going to Florida, Canada. 
we are going to Toronto, the fence armor. They're hosting a uh, they're hosting a training up there. Guys, Canada builds fence totally different. I'm gonna be out of my element. I'm talking prefab wood panels. Heck oh, yeah. yeah. Look, man, I've seen some of those prefab <laughs> wood panel guys do some amazing stuff. Darn right they do. How the hell do you do that? You darn right. So I don't know. They want me to show them some stick build, but they're also gonna show me some prefab panel stuff too. Really cool mortise and rail stuff. Sean King, stay uh, stay on the line, okay? Stay on the line. We got something coming through here. Okay. We got breaking news coming our ways, guys. Breaking news. That is me doing the do 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 do. Hey guys, we got breaking news brought to us by Job Nimbus. Be more organized, be more professional, be more profitable. Job Nimbus, the best contractor software. So what do we got tonight, Dan? Listen. I don't know. First of all, I want everybody to understand, it is not easy to come up with a new story about fits. I mean, this is real news. I'm not just like making, I'm not just going in and writing down like news, uh, you know, whatever Cannon wants to talk about. No, this is real news. Like I'm finding this stuff on the internet, okay? So that's a job in and of itself. So if the news isn't great, blame the internet, not me. So <laughs> headline news here. Town clarifies fence rules for swimming pools. This is coming to us from West Milford, New Jersey. Uh, have you built fence in New Jersey, Sean? I have, yes. Okay, great. So, Sean, you, you, need, to know, you need to know the new rules. Here we go. Oh, what's the new rules in New Jersey? So, so, so the the town of West uh, West Milford um, have have gotten together because rules of fencing requirements have become unclear, and this is specifically talking about uh, fences around swimming pools. Um, <clears throat> so, it says a private below ground residential swimming pool area shall be surrounded by a suitable fence with a self latching gate at least four feet but no more than six feet high. We all kind of know what the code says. Now, this goes on to say that, that, that the town of West Milford is going to begin pushing for those who violate the code to be subject to a disorderly person's offense, whatever that right. means. So, yeah. so now it's not, just a, it's not just a building code. Now it's a, a legal matter, uh, possibly a citation-worthy uh, matter, if you have a pool without the proper fence surrounding it. Huh. So this requirement to fence home swimming pools comes under NJ, I guess that means New Jersey, 1073, which establishes Williams Law. Uh, this was first introduced into the bill in 2014 after the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission reported that an estimated 350 children under five years of age drown in swimming pools each year. And according to the CDC, who we have our own opinion about, 254 kids under five drown in swimming pools in 2020 alone. I don't know why these 2020 because this this was just released today. This is fresh off the press. Um. But this means that drowning in swimming pools um, is the second leading cause of death for children under the age of five. Now, what's, what's defined as a swimming pool in the state of New Jersey is any body of water 18 inches or more in depth at any point. And aside from swimming pools, this also applies to hot tubs, non-portable spas, home ponds, and fountains. 
So, Man, yeah. They're going up to everybody, huh? Well, I think it's a, a good thing. 350 kids on average each year die under the age of five from drowning in a pool. The second leading cause of death for kids under five. That's some news. Man. Yeah, we're big sticklers for uh, pool code, man. Sean, you there? Yeah, okay. I'm here. You there? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, we're here. Hello? <laughs> okay. So, I'm here. So that's the breaking news. And, guys, I printed off. Um, I, I think this is a good time for us to talk about pool code. Um, and, Sean, you might be able to weigh in on this some. So I printed off, yeah. guys, what they call BOCA National Building Code, which I think BOCA means uh, building um, – uh, anyways, yes, the B means building, <laughs> and the CA I think means code authorities. So, um, here's the deal with pull code fences, guys. This is something we all need to know, and we all need to really um, we need to hold the line on this, and 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 really demand that our clients are getting fences that it meet at least meet the national pull code. So the top of the barrier shall be at least 48 inches. Okay, um, that's the first criteria. Criteria. That's one of those words. It's hard to say. <laughs> um, it also says that the that 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 the distance between the top of the horizontal members is less than forty five between the bottom and the top. So, so I think we all know, like when you do an aluminum fence, a forty eight inch fence, they say a forty eight inch fence, a three way rail aluminum does not work because there's a middle rail that puts those two rails closer than forty five inches. You know what I'm talking about, Dan? Oh yeah, definitely. That's why uh, we do two rail on four foot. Because we got the clearance. Got to get you to 48. That's right. On our five-foot uh, spear top, what we do is is we buy a flush bottom so we can give the customer a five-foot flat top but still be within pool code. Correct. That's what we do. Um, it also says openings in the barrier shall not allow the passage of a four-inch spear. So a four-inch yeah, ball. So, <clears throat> talking about that four-inch spear, mm-hmm. um, in our Monday morning meeting, I was on a uh, line and I saw a 12 month old. Yeah, it was a 12 month old baby. I think it was 12 month. Crawled underneath an aluminum fence around a pool that had a five and a half inch gap under it. The wow. kid got under it. And when I showed that to the guys, I was like, look, this is why we follow pool code. Because imagine if that child's dad had him out there. He's cutting grass. He walked down the side of his uh his house, weed eating, right, and um comes back and the baby's in the pool that quick. Literally, it was twenty seconds. We counted it. Insane, huh, man? It's twenty seconds. You don't get wow. back. Yeah, yeah. And and speaking of that, how far did you say it was? About five inches above ground. It was five and a half inches. And you're only supposed to have, what, two in- so, so, four yeah. inches of clearance on a hard surface, two inches of clearance on a soft surface. So it's four inches between the vertical members, so the pickets, let's call it. And then it actually says two inches is the maximum distance from ground level to the barrier. So that's pretty tight. You know, that's pretty tight. Um, and, you know, the, you, so I don't know. You might have a choppy fence in some some cases, I guess, you know. Um yeah, and 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 gates, Dan. You 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 brought this up a few few months ago. I, re- I remember you talking about this gates on a pool swing out. But yeah, do you know why? Yeah, do you know why? Huh? Do you know why they swing out? Because it's harder to pull than it is to push. That's right. Harder, harder. It's harder to jimmy a gate open outward than it is to open it 
You can take it inward or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because you can jimmy it and push. That's right. Jimmy it and pull. That's right. So, anyway. Son, what do you think, man? You're kind of quiet over there. Um, uh, As far as pushing the gate in, the reason why I believe it goes in is if the child pushes on the gate and it's not latched, the first thing it's going to do is latch it. So, that's why they should swing out. Right, right. Because they're going to latch it. They're always going to push first before they pull. And so, if it's not quite latched, they're going to latch it. That, the other thing is, you know, a non-friction latch is very important for a pull. Uh, a magnetic type latch, something like that has non-friction because you want that thing to latch with very little force to close in. And some of the friction latches, like a a pin and a fork, where you got to push that yeah. fork up and down as resistance. And sometimes that won't latch. So I'm a firm believer in some sort of a magnetic type latch or I've never heard of a, I've never heard of a friction latch. <laughs> Well, what I'm thinking, what I'm calling a friction latch is, is normal wood latches we use. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I've just never heard the term yeah. used that way. That's, so that's a good when you way push it, it, you create friction, right? A pin mm-hmm. hits it, it has to push that piece, that bar down, uh-huh. either against the spring of gravity and then and then actuate it. So it takes a little bit more force. Yeah. 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 We um we got uh, D&D Technologies, all their, all their pool stuff in, my, in our office for our showroom. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So we love that stuff, man. They got these hinges called badass hinges. Oh, really? Yeah. From D and D. Yeah, they really are. Bad. They're badass. They're badass. They're ball. I haven't seen those yet. Loose fittings. Oh, Mark Olson for uses steel them. gates. Yeah, Mark Olson uses it on all of his. You uh, can put them on any of. They, they've got like twenty different types. They got aluminum. They got steel. They got kinds you bolt on, uh, kinds you weld on, kinds you. Yeah. They can put flanges on them. No all flanges kinds. on. Yeah. Wow, Good I need stuff. to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Nice stuff. So, Susan so Worley says, I love badass hinges. <laughs> you know those badass hinges. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. They're cool. If, 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 Sean, if you wasn't so beat up at the uh, trade show, like with all the people looking at your booth, you probably would have saw it. Like they had a, they had a pretty big display there at the, at Fence Tech. Never left the booth, bro. I know. <laughs> Didn't leave. One of these days, and may not be soon. We're going to have a big announcement coming up soon. Uh oh. Or, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh-oh. We got playing that. Dan, oh, yeah. it sounds like a phone call is in, in is in order. Yeah. <laughs> there might need to be. It's gonna happen soon. Well, hey Sean, thank you for calling. Where 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 are you at and where you where are you headed to? I'm about twenty minutes from the campsite, so I can't drink yet besides for drinking my monster. We'll be in Perry, Georgia at the National or the Georgia okay. Fairgrounds tonight. Okay. Uh so we'll spend the next three days here before we head out towards Baldwin County, Alabama. Is, is there still availability if somebody in the area wants to come that's listening? In Perry? Yeah. Oh, no. Sean's not digging any more holes for the next four days. Oh. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm, in, I'm watching my daughter race barrels. I got gotcha. uh, you. She raced on Monday. She knocked the barrel, didn't qualify there. She has another chance coming up, so we'll. See how she does on Friday, and if she does well, she'll race again Saturday. So, so wait, hey, who's you going? Who's like, you going to see down there, at Baldwin County? Uh, B and T. I tell you what, man, they say Baldwin County. You come for vacation, and you leave on probation. <laughs> oh, really? Oh yeah. Baldwin. Well, there's nothing in Baldwin County. Yeah, but uh, Baldwin's right there on the coast, isn't it? I don't know. I'll it's be down. good. It's now, uh, BNT is in Tallahassee, yeah. so he, he's a couple hours. Ain't that right, John? Tallahassee? Well, tell, well, he has a location in Tallahassee. He has one in Florida, and he has one in Baldwin County. 
So we've already coached it. Tallahassee, but we're going to do Baldwin County this time. He's like, man, take me to the one that's by the beach. <laughs> well, he's bringing a boat over. Ah. We're going to do that for one day, I guess, suppose, maybe yeah, yeah. two hours. I'm telling you. Go to Baldwin really? County on vacation, you leave on probation. <laughs> oh, bro. I, I ain't got time for this. I ain't got time for that. Nobody's got time for that. But thanks, guys. Get on with your show. I'll keep listening. I, uh, Dan Wheeler's talking a bunch of mad stuff, so you guys uh, you guys uh, need to shut him wait, down. We 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 we're not worried. We don't we're not worried about Dan Wheeler. <laughs> we don't we don't listen to him just like nobody else listens to him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had him live this morning on my uh, on my fence channel. We were doing a live live uh, Facebook from the job site, and I was showing how we have no string lines out there, and he was sad. <laughs> the string lines, and we're gonna save the water. And he said he uses water. And I'm like, well, yeah. if you need water to make it go down smoother, then that's fine. <laughs> go for it. All right, man. We appreciate right. you calling. You guys have fun. Hey, Sean. Right. Be See safe. You. See ya. Hey, man. I'm looking at these quite these uh, comments in here. Brian Freight Freight Fre- Fre- FWA, FWA Brandon. Brian. That's right. Says, does Baldwin have shampoo in the hotel? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. Not uh, anymore. Dan was there. Not anymore. Huh? Dan was there. And then, Clever uh, Megan Snuffy is like, Cannon, do you have a boat? Working on that, Megan. <laughs> Working on that. So, hey, Dan, let's uh, let's dive into some Q&A. How about it? Yeah, man. Let's dive into our inboxes. Um, we had... Uh, <laughs> Listen, guys, this is this is what's great about this episode. Dan, you're in the hot seat. You don't even know what the questions are. Last week. What are you talking about? The last time we did this, you knew what the questions were. This time, you don't even know. So, get ready, bro. All right. Let's dim the lights. Let's hit the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music. <laughs> and let's do it. We should have that recording. Bag up, bag up. Bag up, Terry. What did it refer, Terry? <laughs> Did you hit the wrong yeah, button? Yeah, I just like it though. That's all right. I didn't, once I realized that I didn't stop it, I said, this is still good. So, uh, all right. So, all right. So, so first question on the agenda, then, oh, um, this one here might be out of your element. Well, let's see what, see okay. what you got, big dog. All right. Looking for advice here. Got an opportunity to bid on a 10 mile perimeter fence and it's field fence, top strand of barbed wire. Okay. That part doesn't matter a whole lot. With my small crew removal and install, it'll probably take us about four months or so, maybe even longer, perhaps. I cannot carry the labor cost that long at this time, meaning I can't carry labor costs for four months. And I don't think anybody would want to, right? What would be a reasonable draw schedule to to, to request on bid? So this person is bidding on the job, and they're doing the right thing. They're asking the question, What's a reasonable draw schedule? So they're they're doing the right thing by including this on their front end. Um, yeah, that, that's out of my wheelhouse, man. <laughs> hey, here's Terry. <laughs> oh, you gonna play your music? No. Hey, Luke. So, um, <laughs> so 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 let's talk about the draw schedule. Um, Ten point five miles uh, of field fence. That could be some DOT fence, but when he says perimeter, to me. You know, my brain thinks, um, you know, agricultural property, a large, but that's a large area, 10.5 miles. That's a lot of fence. So, you know, Nathan said something here, you know, are you working it nonstop weekly? How are you working it? 
So, and Brian suggests a deposit of 65% down. That is a, that's an excellent approach. I, Jackson Fence, we always are doing 50%. I will make a, a exception here and there, depending on the job, commercial contracts, we can't do, you know. So if you can get your 50% down or 65% down, as Brian says, and you can get down payments on commercial jobs. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. It's, you, you can do that. But, um, I think a monthly draw is is fine every thirty days. I think that's a I think that's a, a fair request. You know, uh, I would say make it make it known in writing. Um, if 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 you if you get a deposit, um, I would work it. You know, if you're thinking it's it's a four month project, um, I might would go as far as just saying, hey, I want fifty percent now, then I want ten percent after thirty, another ten, and another ten, and then the final twenty or whatever. You know, something like that. So, um, thank you, Nathan Downs. I, I mean. I- I think you just sit down with the guy and talk to him. It sounds like it's a the big project, but it may not be commercial. Yeah, you know, sit down and have a reasonable conversation with the guy and be like, "Hey, man, look, this is what we got going on." And if it is a if it is a commercial job, sometimes the bond is required. Like sometimes you have to have a bond in order to get that draw. You know, we've done work before and not been bonded. And basically what you do is you, you eliminate your uh, option for a draw by doing that, you know. Yeah. With the bond, you can get your draw. Um, I would say mm-hmm. in this situation, just a fair, candid conversation, that works 99.9% of the time. And honestly, people appreciate it. When you say, hey, look, man, here's the deal. There's not a doubt in my mind that we can do a jam up job and we want to do it. We want to do the best job possible for you. That's what we want to do. Now, 10.5. Yeah. That's what you did on, on that job. You did, right? You just tell them up front. Look, ten, say, look, man, we can do a jam up job. I'm telling you, we can do this. We just need to work it out. Yeah. And we want to do a jam up job, but you know, I can't, I can't allow myself to get into a cash flow situation. Now, look, Mr. Farmer, let's call him Mr. Farmer. Who knows? Look, Ten miles of fence, we're gonna do a great job for you. There's not a doubt in my mind. Okay. It's gonna take us a while, like three months, four months, maybe more. You know, we don't quite know this will be the biggest job we've done. Now, this is what I can tell you. We can't go out and buy the materials. We we don't have that kind of luxury. We can't do that. So we need your help there. Also, Mr. Farmer, I can't front your labor for four or five months. This is not possible. You know, not feasible. What's an acceptable way for you? to be billed accordingly as the project moves on. In my mind, that works 99% of the time, you know. Uh, I tell people all the time, hey, you know, I'm not an expert at this. I've not really done it before, I'm not, or I've not done it much. You know, I'm trying. Uh, this is something we're working on in our company, and I think, you know, I think we can help you. We When we started fencing, we all started at some point. When we started fencing, um. That was my story. I stuck to it. I said, look, man, I'm a, I'm a young guy, new guy. I'm, I'm learning. I'm going to do a jam up job. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to build it. I'm going to pull up in this really old rackety truck. That's not even a truck. It's a Utah. And we're going to do your job for you. And people, people connected with that. You know, people resonate with real because we're all real. You know what I mean? Uh, nobody's life is what we're seeing on Facebook. Everybody's going home and. The toilet's leaking and, 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 and the, you know, there's the oil stain in the driveway. People, that's real life. You know what I mean? Like, let's be real with people. And I think that'll get you farther than, than trying to come up with some kind of creative and clever way to like blend in like you've been there before. If you've not been there, just say you've not been there. I think that's fair. 
What about you? Are you always real with people, Ken? Do what now? Are you always real with people? When I need to be. Like if you were, say, talking to them on the phone and you were using the restroom, would you tell them? Have I told you I was in the restroom before? Yes, you have. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. All right. Uh, So, so look, Brian, FWA Brian. He says, I just put 50 to 65% in my quote and see if they say anything. You can't be afraid to say, you cannot be afraid to just say, hey, that's, that's company policy. Um, Nathan says, we did a three million, or not three million, three mile uh, welded pipe fence for Bison. Did a draw every time we got a section done. And I mapped it out on the satellite so they knew what they were paying for as we went. Some weeks I got the bill twice. Evan, Evan Gardner. <laughs> That's my guy, man. Thank you, Evan. I like the realness. I like the realness. Uh, Nathan says, hey, lesson here. You do you, bro. So I uh, like it. All right, Dan. Um, question number two. Uh-oh. Any recommendations? What's the best to buy for post pounders? I'm using it for line posts on chain link gas or air or compressed air and brand. You do a lot of post driving, right? Yeah, I've only used the uh, gas, petro, petro, whatever, fuel, petro, whatever, petroleum. Um, I don't use the uh, compressed air. Yeah, I know. Um, I think Brian does with FWA. I think he does it. The big, the big rhinos. So, so you've got a rhino driver. Is that right? Yes, I do. I have a rhino. Um, I've seen these sky drill or skill drill, whatever they're called. Uh, you know who's got a really awesome pounder mm-hmm. is uh, Kevin Nelson down in Florida. The guy's uh, an ex-boat guy, works on boats. I think he still has his boat business. I feel like I've seen this. He took a cable, a throttle cable, and it's like 10 foot long. Okay. So he stands there with his hand down by his side with this cable, and he's got a level on it, and he holds it, and he... And it's up to he's he's driving post by himself, man. You've never seen that? I think I've seen like little TikTok Stop. videos or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it was on TikTok, man. And he's driving uh he's driving like twenty one inch, twenty one foot post. Wow. So 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 is it air or, or, or gas? It's gas. So that's what we use, Dan. We we've got the rhino driver. We only have one and there's definitely a growing need for the rhino. Like it, it, it becomes a, um, you know how you buy a new tool. You're like, ah, I don't know if I use this. And then slowly yeah. you introduce it and then like you use it here. And then like a few weeks later you use it again. And then it grows and like it's getting used every week. And now in the morning time you get crews fighting for it. Like, I need that. I got to Well, I'm doing the same job you're doing, you know, so they're fighting. So now it's like that thing, like, Oh, yeah, okay. look at Ryan, Ryan Sloop. Of course, he's got to bring the Evo in. Man, Ryan Sloop just bought us bought his second Evo the other day. Uh, the whole other ball game there, uh, Ryan. And Ryan Sloop, hey man, congrats on the podcast decision. So Ryan Sloop, guys, if you're interested in ag fence, um, he is going to be producing a podcast. Uh, I don't know where that would be broadcast, um, but if Ryan Sloop, if you know the guy. Um, uh, you know he's he's going to do a thorough job, and I'm excited for him. So uh, be on the lookout. Uh, I saw this announcement, I think, yesterday, Dan, in the USA Ag Fence 
Facebook page. Yeah. Um, I got one thing of advice for you. Go ahead. Don't skimp on your audio. You listened to our first podcast and it was rough. And don't take lessons from Dan as to how to turn the uh, microphone yeah. on or off or yeah. anything. Obviously, like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to run my broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dan, what does what does the fence king think about his his Rhino Ready Driver? What is it called? Right, it's not a Ready Driver. That's a competitor. It's a Rhino. Rhino. Set a name. We, we like it. We like it. Um, we made some minor alterations to it. Um, because we don't like changing that chuck out from a Postmaster to a a three inch galvanized post. I just we don't care for it. So Dylan uh, had a stainless steel adapter he found and modified. Mm. So. We leave the postmaster on there. Then we throw the adapter on, throw that over it. You don't have to change anything. Drive your gate post. That's right. Throw it on the side. Keep rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. So Robert Looker here is saying the gas rhinos aren't for for the big boy fencers. And what do you think about that, Dan? Well, I'm a big boy. <laughs> I'm a fencer. <laughs> Be a little more. Uh, they don't specific do. there, Robert. <laughs> no, I think I think what he's saying is like um, they're awesome. I mean, they're 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 very nice machines. Uh, yeah, for light, you know, light residential stuff. Yeah, they're not real like tough. You know what I mean? They're yeah, like, gonna, uh, yeah, I'm not going to use yeah. it like. Uh, oh, maybe oh, he's saying gas rhinos. I know there's um, that's what that's what I have, and that's what you have too. Right? Yeah. Well, see, see the the one that what Brian is talking about the uh, the air powered the PD forty that's it that joker there man it's like one big piece of iron you know what I mean like it's just mm-hmm. this big yellow looks heavy as hell <laughs> like you gotta have like a hoist to pick it up and get it up on top of the post you know um, where I guess the Rhino driver that we have is like it's kind of like a weed eater. With a pounder yeah. on the bottom of it, you know what I mean. So yeah. like, I, I can. It works for postmasters. It's like driving a knife into the ground. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, it 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 doesn't do too bad with our three inch post. So the sky drill has a lot of popularity. I'm I'd be interested in seeing what that's about. That's that's what uh Kevin Nelson's got with that uh that cord on it. And is is it a is it a compressed air? No, I'm pretty sure it's gas. He's got a throttle cable on it, man. I think the compressed air is always the stronger ones, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, they're definitely going to be. So, so uh, thumbs up from me yeah. for the for the Rhino. Um, I don't know the name of it, but it's like a $3,000 investment. Yeah, I mean, know? it's all about your application. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, you know, you hear the whole wet set, dry set argument, and I think it's application well you know? yeah i mean what what robert's saying like if, you, if you're gonna be out here on a, on a on a job driving you know 40 weight pipe and you got freaking you know 900 line posts you gotta drive this week like bro you're you're, you're not you, using my rhino you'll probably burn it up you know what i mean you'll yeah. probably burn it up that's just the reality of it all right so question number three um has have you ever had an employee still from the business bank account. No. So this person says, I've taken all the steps to prosecute this individual, but the bank is saying 10 to 14 days before I could get the money back. I'm screwed. I don't have the money to buy materials for future jobs on my schedule. How do I handle this with my customer? I don't want to ask for any more money. 
do I talk to them and work something out for them to pay for materials out of the remaining? I'm at a loss big time. Wow. Sounds like he's taking deposit money and then somebody's somebody stole money, money from his account. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John Waitley says uh ass whooping for sure, then jail. <laughs> <laughs> I love the realness of our show, Dan. Like, what have we created? I love. Thank you, John, for keeping it real, bro. Ass whipping for show. Right. <laughs> gonna whoop that ass. Does alimony count? Yeah. <laughs> Man, so so I've taken all the steps to prosecute this individual, but the bank is saying ten to fourteen days before I get my money back. So he's getting money back. Is this a fraudulent yeah. claim? I'm screwed. I don't have money to buy materials for future jobs on my schedule. How do I handle with my customer? I don't want to ask for any more money. Do I then, do I talk to them to work something out? Wow. Well, I mean, so that's another, that's another real conversation deal, you know? Man, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm about to turn into Dave Ramsey on this guy. Salute. <laughs> you, yeah. Justin Neri says, my boys steal from me every day, overpaid and underworked. Mm, wow. So um, so to answer this question here, um, I personally, if, if, you know, I don't want to do any hindsight what I would have done, could have done, should have done, okay? But, like, if I'm in this guy's boat, his shoes, I am not I am not going to the customer, and I am not asking for more money. If they've given me money to secure their spot on my schedule and money to use to buy materials. I am not going back to them. I am deleting my phone number. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, I am going to whatever cash advance place I can go to, whatever bank that, you know, can, can, can lend me some money. Go to the yeah. bank that's saying 10 to 14 days and tell that bank, hey, I need, can, well, can you give me a small personal loan now that I can give back. Okay, that's what I would do. If I were in your situation, I would not ask for more money, not from the customer. But if you've got to have money to keep rolling, I'm going to a cash advance, which I've never done, but I would go there. I would go to the bank, the specifically the bank that, that supposedly is going to give you the money back because they already understand what's going on. So I would start there. I would I would beat them up and say, hey, look, I need this to work, period. Okay, now, but you got to figure that out. You know, I'd beg, borrow, whatever I had to do. I would not go back to the customer for more money. That's not gonna. It's not gonna go well. That's your 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 credibility and trust rating, in my opinion, is gonna go out the door, and you're in a tough spot, a really tough spot. Yeah. Going yeah. forward, um, I think you know this is how we learn. We learn by making these mistakes. We learn by getting robbed. We learn by getting, um, you know, crapped on. We learn. So going forward, do not allow anybody, period, access to your bank account. No debit card, no check, no nothing like that. Nothing. So you, you once you get this resolved, you figure out how to get a credit card. A credit card has a lot more protection than a bank account does. 
Need gate operators? Need access control? Need video surveillance equipment? Southwest Automated Security is your one-stop shop. They're dedicated to being the nation's leader in service, customer relationships, and education. Click the link in the show notes to find an SAS near you. It's a line of credit, essentially, that, that, that withstands outside of your bank account, you know? So once you get this resolved, I'm assuming for, for this person, for an employee to steal from your business bank account, they, they had some access, you know? And, and I doubt that person walked into the bank and pretended to be you, you know? So they had to have a, a debit card. That's, that's, that's probably how this happened, right? Well, who knows, man? That's a tough one. Mm, I feel for the guy, man. I, uh, when we started our, our business, I remember sitting in the bank parking lot, like damn near about to cry. I may have cried. Like, you know, vendors en route with semis loaded and I have no money to pay for what they're bringing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember those days. Yeah. So, man, uh... <sighs> John Wait, he says, uh, John, why is John so cool? We need him to be a guest. He says, you got to call the customer. Hey, man, we're going to be two weeks out. <laughs> yeah. For, Your whole team caught COVID. We'll be there in 10 to 14 days. I mean, you got to do something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't like lying and you got to be real, but like, keep them in the loop. You know, just, I mean, don't, don't tell them, you know, your grandma died, but you might have to buy some time, you know? Um, I don't tell them. I would say, look, it's not okay to lie, but I would not tell them that somebody stole your money. I would not say that. <laughs> you know, uh, Benji McKinney says, I agree. Cannon, you need to get a loan to cover the projects, prosecute the former employee, or otherwise hold them responsible for the replacement plus interest. Um, yeah. What's our next question, man? That's it, man. That's three. Three up and three down, bro. You nailed them. Oh, really? That's it? No more questions? That's three, bro. <laughs> so what are we going to do the rest of the show? Uh, the Fence King is a shampoo-stealing, podcast-spitting, swamp-butt-having <laughs> son of a gun. Hey, maybe uh, maybe somebody can call in. Hey, somebody call the number. Let's Let's chat. What questions do you have? Man, that was all the questions we had, man. I didn't know we were doing more than three. You should have told me. If if I knew we were doing more than three, I would have prepared. Yeah. Oh, more than three. I got one. Um, we were doing episode 41. Levi Hertz said, let's talk about why fences are so different across the states. Okay. Everyone's styles are so different in each state, and people on here should be more open-minded when looking at other posts and be more receptive. I kind of agree with that, man. You know? Yeah. I agree with that. Um, everybody does things different. Right. You know, you do your gates different than I do my gates. When I was up in Arkansas, um, Blake was bragging about his gates, and I was like, oh, I didn't like them. But people love them. And it's just the region that you're in and what those people are used to. You know? And he wants to know why people are, are building fence different ways. Is that is that the question? Yeah. Uh oh. You got a phone call. We're all at different levels too. Let's not Hello? forget that. Hello. Dino. Yeah. Hello, dude. Oh, Nathan Downs. Nathan D. Nathan D. What's going on, man? 
up, guys? Now we're just, uh, you know, it's 104 degrees. Actually, we just cooled off to about 80 degrees. We got our first rain in Oklahoma in two months. And doing football, man. I mean, that's what we do down here. So Nice. Y'all do football in Oklahoma, and they do baseball in Nebraska. That's what they say. Yeah. Hey, Nathan Downs. I was... What's up, dude? What's, up, What's up, bro? Hey, man, Kenny Dugan is saying, who's going to Springfield in November? What's going on in Springfield? So, um... And uh, what Springfield? There's a, first of all, listen, did you ever watch The Simpsons? There's a Springfield in every single state in the United States. So what Springfield are we talking about, Kenny? We need more info. Springfield, Missouri. Um, hey, I'm going to uh, mute you, uh, Nathan. Um, it's Springfield, Missouri. Joe Everest at his, uh, at his spot. They're going to go ahead and do uh, a expert stain and seal university. Okay. okay. So, um, big shout out to Caleb over at uh, Expert Stain and Seal. And this is at at, at at Joe's place. Yeah, Joe's place. Which leads me to question number five, man. Where's the best place to buy uh, chain link fence fittings? Oh, best place to buy is ozfence.store. Use the MFL 15 for 15% off. That's right. And Free shipping. That's over right. $150 in the continental U.S. That's MFL 15. You sound like you was ready for that one, bro. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about uh, any other codes. No, That's sir. Code MFL 15. We're going we're gonna to get back to Nathan. Nathan Downs is on the phone. Maybe he can help he answer. Used, he used our MFL 15. And how did that work out for you, Nathan? Man, it was unbelievable. I think. Uh, I think Ozark sent out our cantilever rollers that we ordered the same day, and I had them the next morning. Wow! I mean, that service with a smile right there, boy. That's service with the with the with the carpet box wrapped in bright orange tape. So, just in case you didn't hear, MFL one five. That's right. Hey, uh, Nathan, Nathan, help us answer this one. I didn't, I did not know that this was a thing. Uh, this is from John Waithey, one of my favorite freaking guys on the whole show, man. He's funny. He says, Hey, I got a question. Luckily, it seems like the material prices have leveled out. Why in the hell is concrete going up? Is that even true? Yeah, it's true. Cause okay. I, uh, I was buying, uh, concrete and it's going up. Kind of weird. Well, why is it going up? What's going on there, guys? I don't know, man. I, I think it's the Portland. Reason. It's the Portland? Yeah, I think it's the Portland that's gone up. Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah, we noticed that right now it's uh, Lowe's and Home Depot at the box store. The concrete selling in our market for almost 30% more than some of the distributors. Wow. Really? So, new, so Bayfest meaning new concrete moving into the market is... 20 to 30 percent higher uh than it was just a couple weeks ago wow wow well hey man we appreciate you calling in nathan yeah thanks for having me guys all right man don't forget uh alan edwards is asking mlf 15 mfl 15 mfl yes mfl 15 use that promo code on ozfence.store to buy all your uh, fittings and gate hardware, and you can have it to you in just a couple of days. <laughs> all right, Justin Nary, he's wanting to know if we got any tips for for Ryan Sloop and his new podcast journey. Uh, hey, my my only advice was would be this: like 
what Ryan did last night, that was raw. That was like real. Um, I don't mean this you know, like in any kind of way, but it was like intimate. He was sitting on the porch and just talking to the phone. It was personal. That's the way I want to say it. It was intimate. It was personal and it was real. So Ryan continue to do that. Um, you know, if, if favoritism comes out of the show, I would say don't apologize for it. You know, um, you know, you might demand more insight. You know, hey, you don't want want me talking about this timber company. You know, become my timber company. That's as simple as that. But I'm really excited for uh, Ryan. Um, he's got a great personality. He knows his stuff inside and out. And I think yeah. this is going to be something really powerful. Um, he's he's going to dive deep into the world of ag fence and. Um, he's going to go through the same things we go through. It's like, man, sometimes it's hard to come up with a topic, but at the same time, like if somebody begins to talk about fence, it doesn't matter what, you know, what they're talking about. If somebody is, if I'm in a room and somebody brings up fence, like, yeah, this is not hard to have that conversation. And so sometimes I wonder like, why is it hard to come up with a topic to talk about on, on my fence life when I talk about fence all day long, you know? And yeah. I think the reality of it is, is, you know, we just, we kind of overlook the little stuff that matters and like the pull code that matters. We need to talk about it, you know? Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, what else we got here? Somebody said, I want to, yeah. So Robert Looker says, I'd like to hear about how to go from a garage home-based business to a brick and mortar. Man, that's, I love that question, bro. That's Ooh. that's a whole show. That's a whole like a like a whole month long series, though. You know, um, but Robert, I mean, how how to go from a garage home based business to a brick and mortar? One is that even important? That's my first. Is that important to do? You know, I don't know. But it depends on what your goals are and where you want to go. Some uh, people just not be running around with one truck. I did it for a long time. <laughs> well, when you yeah. Okay. And when you accumulate a bunch of stuff, you got to have somewhere to put it, you know, and that's where that brick and mortar comes into play, I guess. But, uh, you know, on the surface, the, the, the obvious answer is you got to get up and work your freaking butt off every day. You got to freaking work on Saturday. You got to work on Sunday. You got to be the guy that says, hey, I'm not going to stop. We you know when other people are sleeping or going to the river or, you know, going to the ball game at night, you got to still be putting in the hours, you know, when, when, when somebody, dies you gotta go to the funeral but you gotta get back to work you don't have time to mourn i mean you gotta go 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 you know that's 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 my advice is you, you know, and i you and i had that conversation before yeah you know? you're like man i got good friends of mine they just don't understand what i'm doing yeah i can't go to the beach every weekend i can't go fishing every weekend you'll have to cut some people off out of your life not because they're bad people not because you know any certain reason but because they their their demands from you do not align with your life's your demands from you you know and you gotta well, you can't you can't be everything to all people and sometimes you gotta turn your phone off or just not respond to text messages and i hate to say that but man sometimes i do it i'm like you know I'll hey, get man, to it when I get to get it. Friend, if, as soon as you get a friend uh, that you're hanging out with, and they make they make that comment of, "Oh yeah, you're too busy, uh, you're too busy running the fence game." It's like, oh, all right, this is the last time I'm hanging out with this guy. He just doesn't get it. 
His friends come and go. Brian says, leave the river out of this. (laughs) (laughs) The river's done nothing, Cannon. Nothing. You hear me? (laughs) Brian's got a boat. He just loves being on the water. But Brian also has a brick and mortar. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alan Edwards says, that's what you call my fence line. That's right. That's absolutely right. And Mikey Lambert says, there's nothing wrong with fencing every weekend. (laughs) Listen, Mikey goes fishing every weekend. Well, here's a good question right here, man. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Who is it from? I have a customer who wants to pay their deposit with a cashier's check. Red flag. Where is it um, there? I don't see it. I don't see it. That's about five up. Micah, Alan, Brian, Dylan, Evan. There we go. Evan, oh, okay. Go Sorry. Um, the only time I've ever had a customer want to pay with a cashier's check or something like that is when it was those guys trying to scam me. Mm. But... What's the difference in a cashier's check than a credit card? Because mm. you can get a credit card deposit and they can go ahead and, you know, cancel it. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cashier's check's the same thing. But cashier's checks is, is a, a big scam that they do. Big scam. They'll go ahead, you'll deposit into your account, you start spending the money, then the bank finds out the cashier's check is no good. And I think there's some kind of way they end up getting money out of the deal. Well, the the good thing is a deposit. You don't have a whole lot to, you know, lose. I guess right. If you just if you take somebody's cashier's check and you go to your bank and deposit it, and it's not a real check, just don't do the job. I don't think it's a red flag at all. I don't know. I've now, never been paid in the cashier's check. I have. And if they tell you to go to the bank and then call this number and like go to this website and then enter your social security number, <laughs> red flag. <laughs> you know. Uh, and if they sound like they're from a different country, like, yeah, all the way, red flag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll tell you this. If they send you an email or, or, or they fill out one of your website forms and they say, uh, the, and their English is broken, do you fit in following counties? And they have like a list of all the counties that you listed on your website. And do you take credit card? And do you take credit card? That's a red flag <laughs> all the way. So uh, if somebody gives me a cashier's check for a deposit. Um, I'm taking it to the bank, you know, taking it to the bank. Yeah. Don't think you can fake a cashier's check to have to go to the bank. Yeah, Brian says a cashier check is best, better than a check. We've all had regular checks bounce. And cashier's check, the way that works, just everybody knows, if I go to my bank and I order a cashier's check, they will give me the check. But the moment they give me that check, the money has been drawn from my account. And it's now sitting into like a, a, a credit union holdings account until the person who receives the check clears it against that account. So when somebody gives you a, a cashier's check, that means that money has already been confirmed to be in the account and has been removed and then put into this holdings account until you cash it. So, Yeah, I don't know. Pretty good. I've never, uh, anytime I've ever had somebody deal with a cashier's check, it's always been one of those scammer guys who, hey, do you do this and do you take credit card? <laughs> you know, or uh, can I pay in a cashier's check or, Hey, um, I'm going to send you a cashier's check, but I wrote it for too much. Can you pay the guy 
that's coming to pick up that car I bought from you. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I, I need, I need, I need seventy six thousand feet of fence, and there's more where that came from. Like, uh, like at least a million more foot of fence. And yeah. I happen to live in another state, but I've got this guy that's overseeing all of these uh, projects, and so, you know, he's gonna come by, and if you would like, um, you know, just give him all the access that you have to your personal life, like your. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know to tell me. He texted me because he was in the hospital. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And he was moving from out of state to a house and he wanted me to go put a fence on it. So, hi, Robert Looker. He's Robert. So, so Robert's responding to his question. Uh, my answer, I guess, to his question when I was saying work, 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 work. So, look. Um, <clears throat> The next thing, Robert, is this: is is if if you got to charge a, a fair value for the service that you're providing, okay? And that goes both ways. That goes both ways. If if you feel I work way too damn hard, Robert, I get it, bro. But if you feel like you have to put up a thousand foot of fence a week in order to 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 you know survive or, or grow some, something may be wrong, okay? So. I don't know. I heard a guy one time. It was kind of like a country guy one time. He's, he he was talking to another guy. I wasn't even talking to me. I was just listening. <laughs> and one guy said to the other, he said, man, what's going on? How, how you been? And he said, oh, working too hard means I'm not charging enough money. I just heard that one day. I don't I don't remember who the hell the two guys were, but I heard two guys talking to each other. And that's what the conversation was. And I was like, damn, that makes sense. That makes sense. He ain't yeah. charging enough money. He has, to, he has to work too hard to make what he's making. So, um. Anyway, um, keep doing what you're doing, Robert. That's that's important. Working hard is very important, and doing what you say you're gonna do, super important too. So, um, you know what I think we need to do. What's up? I think we need to uh, to look at reviews. We got to get people to give us reviews, man. I agree. We need more reviews. If y'all need to go to our podcast, or you need to go to Facebook, like us, yeah, give us a review. Go to our YouTube channel. Um. You know, something. I got a guy here said, uh, I don't even know. Look at this. I don't even know who this is. I grew up with Dan, who was smart and funny. There's something for everyone in this show. Give it a spin and hit the follow. I don't even know who that is. It's probably Dylan. He grew up with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting here thumbing through him, man. Um, We love to hear what y'all have to say. And uh, I'm sorry that I said one that was about me. I didn't mean to do that. But uh, <laughs> we need those reviews, man, and go uh, use that MFL15 over at ozfence.store. Get your 15% off. All right, Dan, I got one more for you. Yes. Did you hit the record button? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I don't see any more questions coming through, man, and um, it's been a great show. we got an hour plus. Um They've figured out how to drive aluminum fence. And what they're doing is, if you're familiar with vinyl, where the H, H stiffener goes into the gate post, typically, uh-huh. there, there's, there's this new product that is similar to that, but way stronger, uh, uh-huh. thicker. And so they drive this, um, they drive this two inch, roughly H stiffener type thing. Okay. And then they slide their aluminum post over it. And so their aluminum post might be like six inches longer than the fence. So if it's a four foot fence, you might have a 54 inch post. You slide that over there, you tap it down, and you pop your panel in. 
And next thing you know, you're yeah. digging. You're digging, or you're not digging anything. You're setting a whole line of fence with no digging is what I'm trying to say. Huh. Uh, but it's a patented process. Like the whole process of installing this fence is a patent, which is, I've not, I've not really heard of anything else like that, okay? It's not a patented product. It's a patented way of building the fence. And so the guy that's created this way also created the product. And in order for you to do it, this is my understanding, you've got to hold a license to be able to use this patented process. Oh, wow. It's pretty deep. Yeah. Pretty deep. Well, look, man, I'm ready to call it a night. I'm done. I see that. Good show. And uh, you know what? I think we need to uh, address this whole um, aluminum I-beam deal on our next show. Well, listen, the next show is not going to be about that. It's going to be about Victor Vasquez. What's going on in Idaho? How's the sales process going? And where in the world is Kevin Steve? What happened? I forgot about that. I so, guys, yeah, if you're tuned in now, you want to definitely be tuned in next week. Victor Vasquez, one of my favorite guests, he's going to be here live. And, boy, we're going to dive in. I can't wait. All right, man. Sounds good. Good show. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for watching. Drive safe. Peace. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast. And a special shout out to our sponsors, Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor, and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control, and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal. RealGoodStain.com. Job Nimbus. The best contractor this side of the Mississippi. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. And Benji with CleverFox.online. Helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at My Fence Life. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. Mm-hmm.